if there ever was a news story that is indicative of the ridiculousness in which we find ourselves in the United States, if there ever was a news story that was a meme unto itself, this is that story. I want to leave with this. The Stanton County Sheriff's Office in Nebraska was called to the scene of the Wood Duck Recreation Area near Stanton around 4 p.m. yesterday over over reports of a suspicious vehicle. When deputies arrived, they found Ramiro Hernandez Siquin and Domingo Zetino Hernandez, both 20, with a dead American bald eagle that they were planning to eat. They found both of these 20-year-old Honduran men who didn't even speak English. There was an interpreter needed for them to find out what these guys had been up to. Quote, the vehicle was located in a field, and while having contact with the two males, it was determined that they had a dead American bald eagle in their possession. Further investigation revealed that the two had shot and killed the protected national bird in that area and stated they planned on cooking and eating the bird. An American bald eagle. Uh, the sheriff's office said that the, the Nebraska Game and Parks was contacted and took custody of the eagle and the rifle used to kill the eagle. Now, the two Honduran nationals were cited for unlawful possession of the vehicle. One of them was cited for not having a driver's license. And more serious charges are possible as the investigation into the unlawful killing continues. If you're not aware, it is uh, illegal to kill an endangered species like the American bald eagle. The reports seem to not want to give us the immigration status of these two 20-year-old men. But seeing that they don't have a driver's license, they were trying to eat this thing, that uh, all the other things that they were guilty of, I'm guessing that they were probably in this country illegally. You know, they came in with a red carpet and were sent to the interior and the Department of Homeland Security and uh, Border Patrol and CBP or ICE or whoever's in charge said, okay, you can go and throughout the United States, just make sure that you're back next year when we call you for your appointment. Man, there's got to be memes going to start up about this one. Vultures killing uh, a predator bird. A signal of America. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. One thing that won't be no longer associated with a failed Democrat. Unfortunately, we have at least another couple years of being Joe Biden's America. Chicago is coming from underneath the rule or the governorship or the mayoral 
time of Lori Lightfoot. Now, I reported this morning how she came in third. She's not even eligible for the runoff. And I said she was very gracious in uh, that, that clip I played. I didn't listen to her whole thing, but she's been very gracious to the two people that uh, that beat her for the runoff. Well, I, I, I spoke too soon. Looking at the entire transcript, uh, she said more than that. Uh, and this came when a uh, she was asked, she was asked a certain question. News One reported that after conceding Chicago's mayoral election on Tuesday, Lightfoot was asked if she believed her race and gender had contributed to her loss. Quote, I'm a black woman in America, she replied. Of course. Now, of course, she's she said this several times. I'm a black woman in America. People are betting against us every single day. Making herself a victim. She said uh, a few, she said last week, and look, also, I'm a black woman. Let's not forget, certain folks, frankly, don't support us in the leadership roles. So high crime, just the insufferable crime and other things happening in Chicago aren't to blame. Her failed leadership isn't to blame. It's because she is a woman of color and non-binary is what she's trying to blame this on. Well, let's see here. Is that really true? I decided to look this up. 29.2% of Chicago is black. So a third is black. She only got 16, 17% of the vote. Which means if every black person voted, only half of them voted for her. Well, maybe it's because she's a woman. Well, 51.5% of the demographic in Chicago are women. So women are majority in Chicago, and Chicago is one-third black, and she didn't even come up in the runoff for the mayoral contest in Chicago. How could she possibly blame this on her gender and her color, her race? Absolutely ridiculous. But that's what happens when you're a failed Democrat. It's not about the content of your character. It's about your skin color. What a what an insufferable, sad, sad way to live when everything it, you you can't take responsibility for everything. Everything is has to be blamed on what you look like. Okay, well, since we're talking about Chicago, maybe this is one of the reasons why she got voted out. Turns out Project Veritas still in business, not getting any of my hard-earned money ever again until James O'Keefe is back. They released a whistleblower video confirming that the Chicago Housing Authority is leaving homeless American citizens on the streets favoring illegal aliens. You can see the the themes being woven through the first several news stories here. The mayor of Chicago, currently still Lori Lightfoot, has not signed the bill for Americans to be permanently placed. One homeless whistleblower told Project Veritas, they told me those immigrant families, migrant families, were a priority over us. I want to check my status for housing. I was number 20 on the list. But now this one homeless, black homeless man, by the way, said it went down to 67 because they had to prioritize the illegal aliens. I'm like, 
That's so unfair. I've been waiting three years on this list. Damn it, Laura Lightfoot. Maybe it has something to do with your race, your orientation, or your gender. Maybe it has to do with the fact that you're screwing over your constituents and the residents and citizens of the city of Chicago. Project Veritas released a new video today showing the harsh conditions that the American homeless population endures because of limited resources that are being prioritized for the influx of illegal immigrants in the city. Beatrice, who was a whistleblower with concerns for how the American homeless population is being treated, told Veritas uh, journalists that Chicago's prioritized illegals over citizens. She also alleges that the city's mayor, Lori Lightfoot, may be partially to blame. She has not signed the bill for Americans to be permanently placed. In a conversation with a homeless shelter worker, Beatrice asked how the system currently prioritizes housing applications. You're placing Americans? Was Beatrice's question. The homeless shelter worker says, yes. So once those spots open up and we get their services started, it go, it's going to house local and... So, so they just don't get placed first, Beatrice asked. The homeless shelter worker says, well, you know, the immigrants get placed first because they've got, they, they got nothing. They get placed first because they've got nothing? And how about the homeless Americans? They will get placed after once it's open. They get placed after. Incredible. So they don't just get placed first. Well, they get placed because they got nothing. Like they're prioritizing immigrants over Americans. Illegal immigrants. And they told me that those families was priority over us. How many Americans are, go are going with that 48? We can't let them in yet because the mayor hasn't approved it. Did you get, you didn't get a bed? Three days in a row. Black woman, three days in a row, not getting a bed, but illegal aliens are. So tell me, Lori Lightfoot, how this has to do with you being a black woman, that you are not in the runoff for the mayoral contest in Chicago. I have a black man saying here that uh, he can't get in, a black woman saying three days that there's no bed, but they're giving bed to illegal aliens. These are people of the same race and color as you, and you are screwing them over. By the way, uh, Pro uh, Project Veritas says that this project was released because it was in the works while James O'Keefe was still leading the organization. There you go. Expose. Expose of what's really going on. How about another person using, uh, misusing something? And of course, if you say anything about, you, about her, you are a bigot and a misogynist. I'm talking about Cori Bush the representative from Missouri, Democrat, black woman. Well, guess what? Courtney Merritt, who is now her husband, she, she quietly married him last year, has collected $60,000 from the Congresswoman's campaign for security services. Here's the problem. He runs a moving business and does not have a St. Louis security license. Fox report revealed that Merritt's does not have the St. Louis private security license, which is needed to perform security functions in the area. At the same time, he was paid by Bush's campaign while also spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to a St. Louis security firm and others for personal protection. Remember, this is Corey Bush who wanted to defund the police because the police are racist, but she's spending all of its money on her private security. Doesn't matter their color, folks, black or white. Doesn't matter their gender, male or female. Marxists are all about 
do as I say, not as I do, and screwing everyone over and misusing other people's money. That's just a doctrine of Marxism. And Cori Bush is doing an excellent job showing us what true hypocritical actions look like. The report noted that a Sunshine Law Administrator said there are no responsive records relative to the request when Fox looked into whether he has a current license. They got this after filing a public records request. By the way, for private security, St. Louis Metropolitan PD website says that a person must either have uh, a private security section is responsible for the processing, training, and licensing of all applicants for security licenses in the city of St. Louis. With the exception of St. Louis police officers, all persons performing security function in the city of St. Louis must be licensed to do so. Guess what? Even if you're a cop from outside of the city of St. Louis, you still have to be registered. And he is not. And he got paid $60,000. Crazy. Well, let's talk about another woman, this time a Republican, and let's talk about illegal immigration. But this time, we're not looking at our southern borders. No, no, no. Let's look over what's happening over in Canada. Oh, Canada. To our north. The great white north. White for snow. And also white because there's a lot of white people in Canada. And guess what? I love them. Because I'm a Christian and that spirit of Christ works within me and I love all man. Big hug to my Canadian brothers and sisters. I don't give you guys a shout out often enough. I appreciate you being members of our BCP family. Many of you red maple leaves have more red, white, and blue blood running through your veins than these Marxist bastards who are American citizens. And I appreciate y'all. I see I see the analytics. I see the statistics. Many of our BCP family members are Canadian citizens. Thank you very much. Also, thank you to those of you in South Africa, Germany, the Philippines, Australia, uh, and the UK. And Ireland that make up. Oh, and my Dutch brothers and sisters in the Netherlands. You guys make up. I think that rounds up the top countries. House Republican Conference Chair Elise Stefanik, Republican out of New York, has demanded that DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, their secretary, Mayorkas, who's looking at, he should have been impeached by now. I don't know what the GOP is waiting for, but supposedly an impeachment is imminent. She is demanding that Mayorkas secure the northern border following reports of an 840% increase since October of last year and more illegal crossings in January alone than the previous 12 months. Speaking outside the Capitol building yesterday as co-chair of the Northern Border Caucus, Stefanik slammed the Biden administration for not securing the southern border, which she says has impacted the nation's ability to defend the northern border. Quote, there have been no, there have been forced no-notice border patrol deployments over and over again to our southern border to try to address the surge of illegal crossings on our southern border that has left the northern border without the personnel, without the border patrol that we need. Of course, China knows this. Iran knows this. MS-13 knows this. And it's just not through our southern border 
that military age men with non-noble intentions are entering our country. But folks, all part of a globalist plot, right? I'm the tinfoil hat guy, James, that's my name, BCP, Black Sort of Patriot. I am just a theorist, even though we have now confirmation, continued confirmation that Joe Biden's envoy to the World Health Organization is still working hard on and is committed to the to the WHO's pandemic accord. Remember, we've been talking about this. Joe Biden is committed to the globalist World Health Organization being responsible for our pandemic response, our pandemic rules, regulations, uh, and internal mandates. And as part of that, including managing of information, disinformation, and misinformation. Because I'm a tinfoil hat guy worried about globalist, non-United States bureaucracies and organizations mandating our laws and regulations. Joe Biden's envoy to the WHO are continuing negotiations on the creation of an international agreement on pandemics. Pamela Hamato assured the globalist body and remarks on Monday that, quote, under Biden, America is, quote, committed to the pandemic accord and it hopes it will govern such emergencies for generations to come. Well, the globalists have their way. There won't be much in, in, in generations to come as far as our population is concerned. Thank you, Joe Biden, for being a sellout, not just to the CCP, but to the WHO and everything else. Remember when President Trump took us off the Paris Accords and the left were screaming bloody murder and still are? And President Trump made the, I, I can't even say astute observation. He made the obvious observation that the whole thing was a fugazi because China doesn't was in that accord and they were, they were excused from doing anything for several years. The biggest polluter on the planet wasn't even part of the accord. So what's the point? Essentially was one of the arguments that Donald John Trump, the greatest president of my lifetime, was making. Well, this is what we got on. This is what we have going on right now. You cannot make this up. Okay. On Friday, Joe Biden said that coal plants are too expensive to operate. This is what he said on Friday. Listen to this. I was in Massachusetts about a month ago on the site of the largest old coal plant in America. Guess what? It costs them too much money. They can't count. No one's building new coal plants because they can't rely on it. Even if they have all the coal guaranteed for the rest of the existence of the plant. No one's building coal. It's expensive. It doesn't work. Even if you have all the coal guaranteed to keep that coal plant running, no one's running coal. So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is you're going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line that transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America. He goes on to say we're going to go, we're going to 
be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar power, also providing tax credits to help families buy energy efficient appliance, whether it's your refrigerator or your coffee maker for solar panels on your home, weatherizing your home, things that save an, an average expert, say, of $500 a year for the average family. Well, how things are going right now, the average family can't even own a home, so they're not going to be buying solar panels for homes that they don't own. Things are going to get, folks, this is where we're at with the economy, by the way. If you're new around here, my name is James, Black Sort of Patriot. I'm a retired banker now. How to degree in economics. Don't say that to impress you, but for new people who are new around here. Let me tell you what you're going to be seeing a lot more. A lot more people are going to be homeless or doubling and tripling up in apartments and rented homes. Why? Because rents are going through the roof and mortgage uh, mortgages are tough because the interest rate has gone up and the market hasn't cooled enough to make up for the high interest rates. People are going to be losing their jobs. We may be seeing, I don't think we're going to see 2008 again, but we're going to start seeing more foreclosures and things of that sort. Probably not as bad because the, the, the real estate market is still relatively hot. But people who are working class, poor, middle class, renters, because you're middle class in some places, you're a homeowner. Some places you're middle class, like California, New York, and you're not going to, you're still not going to own because you can essentially be rich to own a, a property in Manhattan or other places. LA, you're going to see a lot more people doubling and tripling up to be able to rent homes and not owning homes. So how are they going to get tax credits, Joe Biden, living in your ivory tower for things like refrigerators? Okay, some apart, not all apartments and homes come with refrigerators. I don't think most do. But you think when they can't afford an apartment or a home and they have to get two or three families together to be able to find a place to live, that they're really going to care about their coffee maker and their refrigerator tax credits. Absolutely ridiculous. But I said all that to say this. By the way, he said that event in uh, on Friday in Carlsbad, California. That's the area I grew up in uh, as a uh, as a teenager. Not you know in that part of North County, San Diego. Well, here here's the uh, here's the punchline. Here's a Daily Mail. China approved 168 coal-fired power plants last year, 2022. The most rapid expansion of the country's coal-fired power capacity since 2015. This is a report by the Center for Energy, Center for Research on Energy and Clean Air, and the Global Energy Monitor a couple of days ago. They began constructing 50 gigawatt worth of coal-fired power capacity in 2022. This is more than triple the rest of the world put together. And it's up 50% from 2021. So while the globalists are trying to get the Western world onto this new green economy, China is firing up those coal plants. They need them to generate the electricity to make the batteries they're going to sell us in our failed state. All by design, folks. All by design for China's uh, benefit to favor them. Nothing to see here, folks. We got some more globalist news. But how about some crazy news, folks? And that's this. We have just 12 days away 
and Iran can make fissile material for nukes. 12 days away. While Biden is helping Ukraine and getting us into a worse situation with a nuclear power called Russia, Iran is now only 12 days away from making fissile material needed to make a nuke. Wow. I wonder how much closer we are to midnight on the doomsday clock. Here is the uh, article from the Jerusalem Post. I give you the source so you can make up your mind whether you believe this intel or not. But Iran can make enough fissile for one nuclear bomb in about 12 days. Now, it may be the Jerusalem Post reporting, but this is coming from a top U.S. Defense Department official yesterday. U.S. officials are saying Iran has grown closer to producing fissile materials. They are 12 days from having enough material to build one nuclear bomb. 12 days away. 12 days away, less than two weeks. Supposedly, the naysayers are going, well, they haven't mastered the technology to actually build the bomb. Really? I mean, come on. Operation Paperclip, we got former Nazis to help us do all kinds of... We didn't have the capabilities, the United States, for lots of things. But we brought in experts from other countries, including the Nazi regime, to help out with that. Are we to believe that Iran doesn't have on their payroll experts that do have that technology and know-how? 12 days away, folks. 12 days away. What else is going on that might not just facilitate, but perhaps uh, accelerate this situation? Well, how about this? You, you hear that? These are air raid sirens and alerts all over Western Russia, including Moscow, that were on TV and radio. Attention, attention, air raid alert declared. Everyone must immediately seek shelter. Risk of a rocket strike. Because we now have drones from Ukraine and from the West, supplied by the West, drone striking in the interior, far in the interior, surprising some experts, the capabilities and range inside Russia. Zero hedge today. Mass drone attack unleashes chaos. Air raid sirens inside Russia. Russia has come under attack by multiple drones. With one of those drones reportedly causing a fire at an oil depot in the southern part of the country and another hitting outside Moscow. 12 days away from Iran having fissile material. And we now have drone attacks outside Moscow. I'm sure Putin is going to look on that kindly. Does this sound like Ukraine wants the gravy train to end? Does this sound like they'd like to have some sort of peace or ceasefire or negotiations? Or does it sound like they want to continue pressing forward with at least another year of war? 
The attack on the oil facility lies about 150 miles southeast of the Crimean uh, Peninsula, with Reuters citing local media to report emergency services put out a fire at an oil depot in southern Russia overnight. Now, Tuapse, I'm, pr- I'm sure I'm pronouncing this wrong, is 500 kilometers from the nearest Ukrainian-held territory, which exhibits significant reach, assuming that this was launched by the Ukrainians. But hey, we bombed the Nord Stream pipeline. Maybe it wasn't the Ukrainians who launched these drones. Another drone crash in the Moscow region uh, yesterday with the governor of the Moscow region saying it was likely an operation to target civilian infrastructure. Now, who knows? We get misinformation on both sides. But all I can say is that uh, I'm seeing pictures here of these uh, downed drones that the, that the Russian defense minister is tweeting out. Stating, the Kiev regime attempted to use unmanned aerial vehicles, UAVs, we call them drones, to attack civilian infrastructures in two different regions and republics of the Russian Federation. By the way, Russia claims to have neutralized them by electronic warfare units. That seems really smart, Zelensky and the West. Let's just, you know, let's just escalate things with the Russian power, Russia. While we're 12 days away from Iran having enough to build one nuclear bomb. That's just one nuclear bomb, James. Okay, if you think like that, you are a dumb arse. How many nuclear bombs do we really need for a nuclear Armageddon to happen? Common sense maybe isn't so common anymore. Please like, share, subscribe. And don't forget to check out our other show called BCP Unfiltered. Today, tonight, we're going to have episode one of season three. It's been two years since we started that program. And we're grateful to you. Just go over to therealbcp.com to check it out. It'll be up tonight or bcpextras.com or bcppodcast.com. We also have a sister channel, the BCP Report. Links to everything are down below.